0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Justice doesn't mean a damn thing if there are two different standards for justice. Folks, this is going to be a tough show to swallow today, but the justice system in the United States is dying a very slow but extremely painful death. We have the January 6th situation with these prisoners now. We have the situation with the phone records now of congressmen and congresswomen. If you haven't heard that story, there's an interesting angle that you probably haven't heard. We also have the subject of elections in 2020, where the Democrats seem to think it's okay to interfere in elections. And then when we try to do things to stop their interference, they call it election interference. doesn't sound like justice to me. Today's an important show. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online privacy today. Get a VPN. Don't wait. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I've got a stacked show for you today. There's going to be some really kind of troubling information for you tying some of the deep state players together at the end. This this is going to open your eyes. Clockwork Orange style. I promise you. By the way, a big happy birthday to my mother-in-law, Miriam, who is uh, one of the most wonderful people I ever met. She's also going in for surgery today, folks, so I'd appreciate any prayers you could offer up would mean a lot. It's going to be a pretty serious surgery on her birthday, but uh, she's a great woman, and uh, I appreciate everything she's done for both me and my wife. And a big shout-out to the Club 45 folks last night. Packed house, my first speech in a long time. About 1,500 people. Club 45 in Palm Beach. Thank you to Larry, Sue Snowden, and that whole crew out there. You guys are awesome. I appreciate it. All right, today's show brought to you by We the People. Listen, it's getting crazy out there. More and more of you are choosing to exercise your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms with an American made We the People holster. This is mine right there for my Glock 43. These guys are more than just holsters. They're becoming a destination for patriotic Americans. How do you get them? Go to We the Dan. Don't wait. Check out their complete line of patriotic shirts. They're 100% American made tactical gun belt with the proprietary talon buckle and they even have their own line of bacon jerky that I love and has been flying off the shelves. More importantly, We The People Holsters are custom-molded to fit your exact firearm. Look at that, custom-molded for a quick, smooth, safe draw. Clicks in there nice. With thousands of options to choose from, plus a selection of custom-printed holsters, you're sure to find just the right fit for your lifestyle. I love mine. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan right now. Get an additional $10 off with the offer code Dan. Every holster is a lifetime guarantee. If it's not a perfect fit, send it back. Full refund, no problem. Go to we the people slash Dan. We the people holsters.com slash Dan. Go today. All right, Joe, let's go. Here we go. There we go. Folks, uh, again, justice doesn't mean a damn thing if there are two separate standards for justice. The whole idea of having justice is you have one standard, correct? Am I crazy? Anything anyone's missing here on the liberal side of the fence? If if you have a set of rules, laws, and regulations that only apply to Republicans, then they're not rules, laws, and regulations, right? They're just a bunch of subjective standards used to attack your political opponents. Therefore, they are not law. The Justice Department is dying. Justice in the United States is dying right now because when you have two separate standards, you have no standard at all. You can't have justice that is blind only to Democrats. Oh, we don't see nothing. And all of a sudden, Republicans are like, like I told you, clockwork, orange style. They see everything. For those of you who uh, read the books, saw the movie. Remember that? Some of the younger kids are like, hey, if you haven't read that book yet, you'll get it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? What do I mean? Here's the great Julie Kelly. He's going to be on my radio show tomorrow. Today, I got Mike Pompeo on the radio show, which should be fascinating. The great Julie Kelly, who has been all over this story of how the January 6th now prisoners have been treated and how BLM and Antifa terrorists who burned down uh, American cities have been treated. One kid gloves, one solitary confinement, still in jail. Amazing. Amazing how there's two separate standards of justice. You know, it's it's incredible how sane people can say, listen. I object to this kind of behavior, whether it's Republicans, Democrats, MAGA crowds, liberal conservatives. I object we shouldn't do that. That's not right. How sane people can say that, and yet liberals are like, yeah, but when the same behavior is done by this guy, that guy, this guy, that guy, the other guy, we're going to treat them all differently depending on their political affiliation. Matter of fact, even when some behavior is worse by leftists, we're going to ignore that, and we're going to put these people in jail seemingly forever. Here's Julie Kelly on The Great One, Mark Levin show this past weekend, talking about the treatment of January 6th, prisoners now versus the Antifa BLM terror group. Check this out.
1: What's interesting, Mark, as you probably know, is that this is the same Justice Department actively dropping cases against Portland rioters for far worse, uh, more egregious crimes committed last year. This includes attacking police officers with the same chemical spray that they call a dangerous and deadly weapon when it if it was used on January 6th, but not if it was used repeatedly by Antifa uh, thugs. Obviously destroying federal property is not that big of a deal when it's in Portland, because as Merrick Garland said, that happened at night, not during the day like the Capitol um, protesters so uh, not yes so they're not only not being rounded up their cases are being dropped their records are being expunged and this was sort of the letter that Senator Johnson and others wrote to Merrick Garland this week outlining really detailing the discrepancies in the Justice Department's handling of uh, 2020 protesters versus January 6th
0: two takeaways from that fascinating Ned the use of chemical agents against police officers and others, which I I cannot strongly enough condemn. The use of chemical agents against police officers. But it's really strange how when that exact same behavior was done by the Antifa thugs and BLM thugs in places like Portland and elsewhere, it's interesting, we don't see any of them in jail. We don't see a national FBI effort to go round them up. Why is that? Is that because they're protected frontline Democrat shock troops? The BLM Antifa terrorists? Democrats, folks, Democrats have always needed shock troops on the front line, always, because they need to scare you, because fear is their coin of the realm. Fear has always been the Democrats' coin of the realm. How else are they going to coax you into delivering them your civil liberties and freedom? They do it through things like coronavirus, give up your right to assemble. Any anything they can, street chaos, give up your right to free speech. We got to go after the Republicans. The fear has always been the Democrat coin of the realm. Always. And their shock troops on the front line have been the way that they advocate and instill fear in the population so that you need more of them to protect you. So fascinating. Julie brings up a great point. Chemical weapons, same exact chemical agents used by BLM and Antifa terrorists, and yet nothing seems to be happening there. Yet the January 6th people find themselves in prison, still, no bail or nothing, with a national FBI effort to go lock people up who appeared in a photo somewhere. Strange, huh? Isn't covering up for anything. They're asking real questions. And the more you try to stop us from asking these questions, the more I will double and triple down. Second thing she brings up, yeah, the destruction of property. Again, I condemn it completely. Doesn't advance any cause. But what's really fascinating about that is they tried to burn down the courthouse in Portland repeatedly every night. And what happened to those people? Are they in jail, solitary confinement, bail revoked? National FBI investigation? No. What is going on at our FBI? We need a house cleaning at the top. We have people like Frank Fugazi, that ridiculous MSNBC guy, who keeps saying stupid stuff, I'm convinced, at the top of the FBI now. Ladies and gentlemen, you do not have justice when you have two separate standards. And when the people at the FBI, who have the most awesome power in our government, there is not a more... Dramatic, awesome power than the ability to take a life and take your freedom. The President of the United States doesn't have that. He doesn't. He can't arrest you. He can't take your life in a use of force situation. Federal agents can do that. Federal agents can do that. It is the most awesome power in the government. And yet, our FBI that has this awesome power, seems to have forgotten that justice is supposed to be blind. But again, it seems only blind to BLM and Antifa terrorists right now. Folks, I told you this is going to be a tough show. Some of them are. But I'm here to tell you the truth. I'm not going to waste your time. If we don't have a standard of justice, we have no justice at all. And this is not the only story. That's just part one. January 6th versus BLM and Antifa. Two completely separate standards, meaning no standard at all. I want to move on to another story. Same theme. Justice is dying. Right now. Is Attorney General Garland yesterday. I mean, the guy who's turned out to be Eric Holder levels of terrible. What? And Now, I-, I could not be prouder that we kept this, this lunatic from the Supreme Court. Oh, he's a moderate, a moderate. Eric Garland, uh, Eric, Garland, I keep saying that because yesterday, Merrick Garland, why we we call him Eric Garland, what the hell, gave another speech the other day, says he wants to protect the right to vote, which is kind of hilarious because that's exactly what's happening with these Arizona audits and elsewhere where they want to protect election integrity and make sure cheating doesn't happen. But he doesn't seem to care about that. Here's Merrick-Eric Garland yesterday saying that they're going to double the uh, the staff out there to start to go after civil rights violations and voting, which they can't seem to prove anywhere. A black and Hispanic vote is up dramatically in the United States, evidence of which we produced yesterday. Here's Merrick Garland. The
2: civil rights division is going to need more lawyers. Accordingly, today I am announcing that within the next 30 days, we will double the division's enforcement staff for protecting the right to vote. We will use all existing provisions of the Voting Rights Act, the National Voter Registration Act, the Help America Vote Act, and the Uniformed and Overseas Citizens Absentee Voting Act to ensure that we protect every qualified American seeking to participate in our democracy.
0: So he wants to protect democracy. Folks, again, we're talking about justice is dying because there's two standards, and when there's two standards, there's no justice at all. That's not how no justice works. But it's weird. When he can race hustle and use identity politics with no evidence the black or Hispanic vote or minority votes been suppressed at all. Matter of fact, there's counter evidence. The black and Hispanic vote in both the midterms in 2018 and the presidential in 2020 went up dramatically. Watch yesterday's show, folks. I actually produce evidence, unlike Merrick Eric Garland, He wants to protect the right to vote, which is really interesting because the other day he gave this speech, too, talking about Arizona trying to protect their citizens the right to vote through an audit to find out what went wrong potentially in their election to make sure everybody voted legally. And Merrick Eric Garland had this to say. Check this out.
2: We will apply the same scrutiny to post-election audits to ensure they abide by federal statutory requirements to protect election records and avoid the intimidation of voters. In that regard, we will publish guidance explaining the civil and criminal statutes that apply to post-election audits. And we will likewise publish guidance with respect to early voting and voting by mail.
0: This is fascinating. This is... (laughs) Folks, seriously, for a minute, can everybody take a step back and process what just happened with this Merrick Garland speech? Same thing, same speech here. On one hand, he's saying we are going to double our enforcement of civil rights violations in voting despite no evidence whatsoever there are actual civil rights violations in voting process. None. None. The black and Hispanic vote is up dramatically over the last two election cycles despite voter ID laws. I say despite because it's up. The Voter ID laws were passed in these states and Black and Hispanic voter participation went up. So on one hand, he's saying we're, gonna, we're going, we're going to vigorously prosecute these mythical charges and then very real charges from serious American patriots who feel like there was significant malfeasance in the 2020 election, signature verification, dead people voting. Massive shifts in vote, and they just want to check it out to an audit. He's like, if you dare do that, we're going to go after you. How is that the same system of justice when a taxpayer-funded attorney general for the United States of America is telling one group of voters who have no evidence they've been suppressed at all? If you can produce to me a black voter, I will put him on the show. A black voter who was kept from voting because of someone who was racist and provide proof, we'll cover the story on the show. However, we can produce for you a number of unconstitutional state election changes before the 2020 election. But Merrick Garland doesn't give a damn about that because there are two systems of justice in this country, again, meaning there's no system of justice at all. Now, the Arizona Attorney General's had about enough of uh, Merrick Eric's crap. So here's a Washington Examiner, Paul Bedard. Peace will be in my newsletter today, slash newsletter. Arizona Attorney General defends Maricopa vote audit against hysterical justice criticism. Mark Burnovich, check this out from the piece. Bernovich has had enough of this crap. Burnovich wrote, quote, Arizona will not sit back and let the Biden administration abuse its authority, refuse to uphold laws, or attempt to command our State state's sovereignty. Yes. Yes. Good for you, Attorney General Burnovich. Well done. It is time for the states to take back their sovereign states' rights. You do have rights, ladies and gentlemen. There is a constitution. There are rights delegated to the federal government and rights to the states. The left has a tough time with constitutionality, AP history, and all that stuff. It's time to start taking back those rights and exercise them. You have the right to a free and fair election in your state. The left doesn't want that. The left wants to sue states, attack states for Completely unsupported allegations of racism in voting. Totally unsupported. And then when states try to ensure everybody votes and their vote counts and there isn't a watering down of the vote by fraud, the Attorney General wants to sue those states as well. Two systems of justice means no system of justice. Story gets worse, ladies and gentlemen. Remember again what we're talking about today. Can't have a justice system like this. We can't let it continue anymore. The Democrats are now super concerned, ladies and gentlemen, about phone records. Phone records, yeah. Apparently, some officials in the Justice Department under President Trump, based on some illegal leaking, were seeking the phone records of some members of Congress. Liberals, oh my gosh, ACLU types, Civil Liberties, like new Civil Liberties, new Civil liberty types, because they didn't care at all about Spygate when they spied in the Trump administration. But these new phony Civil Liberties types, like, man, we got to stop that. Phone records, this sounds rather draconian, which is really fascinating, because something happened with phone records a while ago that nobody seemed to give a damn about. I'll get to that in a second. Um, let me get to my second sponsor. To show you again, justice in the country is dying a very slow and painful death, and we have to put a stop and draw the red line right now. Folks, we're in Omaha Steaks house here. I, I'm a meat guy, as you well know. <laughs> I can't eat enough of it. Omaha Steaks is an amazing limited-time Father's Day offer just released for my listeners. Go today to omahasteaks.com. Enter promo code BONGINO in that search bar and order the Dad's Best Grill Pack today. I love the New York strips. I love the burgers. My daughter likes the caramel apple tartlets. It is a really terrific package. It'll make your mouth water. The food is the best. Put it on the grill. Get those grill lines on it. Cut those babies with a butter knife. What do you get? For $99.99, you'll get 28 of Omaha Steaks' favorite entrees, including four bacon-wrapped fillets, four premium boneless chicken breasts, four boneless pork chops, eight gourmet jumbo franks, plus the all-time favorite made-from-scratch, caramel apple tartlets. Look at Omaha Steaks Signature Seasoning Packet and eight free filet mignon burgers for only $99.99. This is an unbelievable offer at a 59% savings. These packages are selling out fast, folks. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter keyword Bongino, and order the Dad's Best Grill Pack today. That's omahasteaks.com, enter keyword Bongino for a 59% savings and eight free filet mignon burgers. Go today. Stuff is delicious. Thanks, Omaha Steaks. So Democrats all of a sudden care about the seizing of phone records member of Cong- members of Congress. Check all these stories out in my, sh- in my newsletter today, my show notes. Here, Axios, Zachary Basu, Merrick Garland, he's back again, folks. Merrick Eric says DOJ will strengthen the rules on obtaining lawmakers' records. This story is hilarious, tragically hilarious. Here, Axios, I'll get to it in a second, why? He says, why does this matter, Axios? Because at Garland's uh, direction, the Justice Department's inspector general has opened an investigation into the Trump era DOJ's use of secret subpoenas to obtain data belonging to House Democrats. What's the big picture? Well, at least a dozen people linked to uh, the House Intelligence Committee, including Adam Schiff, Eric Swalwell, compromised Eric Swalwell, both fierce critics of former President Trump, had records seized between 2017 and early 2018 as part of a leak investigation. Democrats in Congress have launched another investigation demanding former Attorney Generals Bill Barr and Jeff Sessions testify. (sighs) Sorry. I, I don't want it to be a screamer show here. So it doesn't do you any good. We are descending, ladies and gentlemen, into total madness. Where Does this story sound familiar to you? The seizing of phone records of a member of Congress, and now the media and the Democrats losing their minds? You don't like your phone records seized? Then don't seize the phone records of Republicans. Remember this story about Devin Nunes, Republican member of Congress, who had his phone records seized? Secret subpoenas and all that stuff? Oh, you don't remember? Here's the great Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch talking about a lawsuit where they're actually suing members of Congress on the liberal tyrant side who subpoenaed another member of Congress who was a Republican. But you didn't hear much about this story, did you? Was there a big investigation, special counsel, all this stuff going on? No, you didn't hear any of that. Matter of fact, they're fighting it in court now. Listen to Tom Fitton. Hi everyone, Judicial Watch
2: President Tom Fitton here with the latest on Judicial Watch's efforts to hold Adam Schiff accountable to the rule of law. We sued Schiff and the House Intelligence Committee over their abuse of power in getting and then publishing the phone records of private American citizens, including the president's lawyer, fellow member of Congress, Devin Nunes, and journalists and other innocent Americans. We were in federal court and Schiff came back and said the American people and Judicial Watch have no right to see any information about these subpoenas that were never done before by Congress to get the phone records of private Americans.
0: But we're going to push back in court. Do you believe this bull? What country are we living in? So just to be clear, show up on January 6th. Find yourself in a political prison now for three, four, five months. Right? No bail, no nothing. Burn down a courthouse in Portland with chemical agents, attack police officers, beat the living crap out of everyone around. No problem at all. You get a speaking engagement at your local local liberal convention, whatever, net roots or whatever it may be. Probably paid. Who the hell knows? Dare audit an election with significant evidence of malfeasance and misfeasance? The attorney general for the liberals is going to investigate, because he is for the. He's not for you. He's going to investigate you show no evidence whatsoever of racial discrimination in your voting, get charges by the attorney uh, the, the attorney general, the liberal attorney general, that they're going to come looking for you to find evidence that's not there, that you're racially discriminating against voters, despite the opposite evidence. Bigger turnout. Seize the phone records of Devin Nunes, a Republican member of Congress, spread them out publicly to humiliate them. You get celebrated by the liberal media, Adam Schiff, champion of liberty and justice. My ass. And yet when the Trump administration, who has significant actual evidence of law breaking by members of Congress, leaks that they can probably trace back, and they dare investigate it, we're getting an investigation. The Attorney General's looking into this immediately. Folks, justice is dead. It is dying right now in your country we are devolving into a third world republic what is this nicaragua what's you see what's going on right there what's going on down there right now what's the difference tranquilo man this story incredibly gets worse this is the second part of that axios piece Democrats demanding an investigation now because a Democrat who may have broken the law, possibly, is being investigated. This is just, this is, this is pisses me off. Seriously, I, I mean, I'm sorry, I, leave it in. I mean, I really, I just, it burrows under my skin like a tick. I love this place. I know you do too. But my gosh, is it falling apart? These liberals are a damn cancer. They are a forest fire. They will burn down anything they touch. And they don't care about their propaganda. They don't care that you and I will expose them right here. Burn down a courthouse in Portland, being a liberal. A OK. Show up on January 6th, prison, death penalty. Seize Nunes' records. Get a speaking engagement at a liberal convention. Show up on MSNBC. Seize a, seize a Republican's records. Yeah, it's okay. Seize a Liberal's records. Federal investigation, folks. Everybody needs to go to jail. Now, how does this get worse? Here's a screenshot, too, from this Axios piece. You will never believe who's going to be in charge of this bad boy outside of Merrick Garland, this investigation. Merrick Garland said in a statement that in addition to the inspector general investigation, in addition is more than just an inspector general investigation, Lisa Monaco is already working on surfacing potentially problematic matters related to the subpoenas that deserve high legal review. Lisa Monaco, Lisa Monaco this is hilarious. They will not hesitate to move swiftly. Of course. Who is Lisa Monaco? So, Lisa Monaco is leading the effort into the investigation to uncover the subpoenas into potentially illegal activity by members of Congress with regards to leaks of classified information. Lisa Monaco. Remember, nobody cared. Again, when Devin Nunes' records were leaked, nobody cared about that. Oh, he celebrated. And now Attorney General Garland's like, wait, you dared investigate Democrats in Congress? We're going to investigate you with an inspector general. Folks, we are turning into a banana republic overnight. And they, this is, which is why I tell you, the Democrats don't care. I may cover this on my Fox show this weekend on Saturday. I may do this in the opening segment. I, I, I'm telling you if I do, I'm going to totally go off because the rest of America needs to hear this. The Democrats are giving you a double-barreled middle finger, America. They don't. Care. I told you in the Saturday show, they appoint Susan Hennessy to the Department of Justice, a peepee tape hoaxer from the start. They bring her back to the Department of Justice. They're not embarrassed at all. And who do they name to investigate these leaks? Lisa Monaco. Who was Lisa Monaco? Disgraceful, disgraceful person. Who was Lisa Monaco? Who will now be investigating these subpoenas during the Trump administration of Adam Schiff? Well, here from let's go to the FBI's own website. This is from March 20th, 2007. Lisa Monaco named Deputy Chief of Staff and Counselor to FBI Director Robert Mueller. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Check this out. Look at that. FBI Director at the time, Robert S. Mueller III, has appointed Lisa Monaco to be Deputy Chief of Staff and Counselor to the Director. Monaco, Mueller, they're all buddies. Remember, Monaco worked for Andy Weissman, Mueller's Pitbull, on the Mueller Special Counsel? Remember they worked together in the Enron case? Oh, you didn't know that, Libs? Lisa Monaco should be embarrassed. Lisa Monaco should be humiliated. She was a deep state spy gator. She was deeply involved with the Obama administration, the collusion hoax. She was deeply involved with Bob Mueller, has a history with Bob Mueller. Lisa Monaco involved in the collusion hoax in the Obama White House, the spying operation on Donald Trump. Bob Mueller's former chief of staff of the Mueller special counsel, she's the one you put in charge. Are you trying to humiliate yourselves? They don't care. They are going to stick it right to you because the Democrats play for keeps and Republicans play for the Washington Post editorial column, and you can never, ever win that way. They are fighting with glass on their gloves, and we're fighting with 20-ounce pillows on our hands. You know what's even more fascinating about Lisa Monaco? How these people, again, they all know each other. Lisa Monaco worked for Bob Mueller. Lisa Monaco worked with Andy Weissman. Andy Weissman was Bob Mueller's pit bull. Lisa Monaco worked with Kathy Rumler, President Obama's lawyer in the White House, on the Enron staff. Remember that in the Enron case with Weissman where they all got thoroughly rebuked? Remember that? These people all know each other. They stick together because they know they're all loyal to the cause, and the cause is what? What? destroying this country, making it a third world republic, and weaponizing the governments who attack their political opponents, and they are all on board. A little fired up after last night's speech. I got out again in the public last night, and whenever I give a speech, I wake up the next day all fired up. You know, let me get to my third sponsor, because now I want to open the—I mean, this can of worms even more. You'll never believe who Lisa Monaco took the place of and who took her place. They just jump around in each other's positions here and there. This story gets even worse. Hey, your customers have grown to expect a simpler way of doing business, no matter what your product is. That's why more than 90,000 local businesses of all sizes have turned to Podium. Whether you have one location or a thousand, Podium can help you stay ahead. Podium makes doing business as easy as sending a text, because when texts get open, business gets done. All your employees can text from a single inbox, offering a smoother experience for your customers. Answering questions, collecting reviews, send a text. Schedule an appointment or delivery, send a text. Payment collection, just send a text. It's that easy. Car dealerships are selling more cars by offering text messaging. A dealer just sold a $50,000 truck in four text messages. Dealerships are running profitable service centers with easier appointment scheduling and reminders. Local service professionals keep clients longer and collect payments faster. A dentist in New York had a million dollars in overdue collections. He sent everyone a text payment request and collected $700,000 in just two weeks. Today's customers expect on-demand everything, even from local businesses. Stay ahead of the competition, don't wait, with Podium. They have free plans for growing businesses, plus all the power growing businesses need to scale up. Get started free today, don't wait. Go to Podium, P-O-D-I-U-M dot com slash Bongino. That's Podium dot com slash Bongino. Go today, don't leave any more money or business on the table. Podium dot com slash Bongino. Go today. Get your competitive advantage. Okay. So again, the point I'm trying to make here, folks, just to reset quickly, there are, there is no justice left in the United States. The justice system is dying. We are now in a completely weaponized Department of Justice that is being used exclusively to attack political opponents on voting, on what happened in January 6th versus Antifa BLM, and... On this Democrats, on this uh, spying scandal, where now they're claiming Trump was spying on members of Congress and getting their phone records. But the Democrats did the same thing. And the exact same players involved are the ones running this investigation. The investigation into this scandal, with air quotes, Trump's targeting air quotes, is Lisa Monaco, Mueller confidant, Obama confidant, friend of all the deep staters. We have to expose their network. Who took Lisa Monaco's place, by the way? Look at this. This is from Wikipedia, Scamapedia. Scamopedia is rarely, if ever, u- oh, useful. But here's Scamopedia, otherwise known as Wikipedia. Look at this. John Carlin. Who's John Carlin? John Carlin, man, him and Lisa Monaco seem to have a pretty tight relationship. They keep following each other. Look at that. United States Assistant Attorney General for the National Security Division. Who was that? John Carlin. Whose position did he take? Oh, Lisa Monaco, the National Security Division. You know, the same division that ran the whole spying scandal, Spygate on Donald Trump. John Carlin took Monaco's position there. Everybody gets promotions. So what happened next? Well, acting United States Deputy Attorney General. Who was John Carlin? Who took his place? Oh, Lisa Monaco. It's a little like whack-a-mole musical chairs. Lisa, Johnny, Lisa, Johnny, Lisa, Johnny. Lisa leaves, Johnny comes in. Who is John Carlin? These people all know each other. They're running the investigation right now into Trump's targeting of scammer members of Congress, like Adam Schiff. Because they're protecting their people. You remember March of 2016, who was John Carlin? I'll go through this quickly because this is important. In March of 2016, the Department of Justice discovered that some contractors... We're looking into the FISA, the, uh, the uh, NSA database. Do you remember that, March of 2016? They thought, my gosh, we're using civilian contractors who are using the NSA database to spy. Remember that, March of 2016? Well, what yeah. happened in April of 2016? Yeah, remember that we covered that story at length? Mike yeah. Rogers, who was the head of the NSA, was like, hey, you guys shouldn't be using this NSA database for that. So in April 2016, just a month later, Mike Rogers, the former head of the NSA, ordered a review. The Department of Justice found out about that review. The Department of Justice is like, wait, 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 wait. I knew there were some problems, but we're being looked at here too. Who specifically found out about that review of the of the unlawful use of the NSA database? Oh, people in the National Security Division. Remember the names. We're going to tie this up for you in a second. Who was the head of the NSD, National Security Division, of the Department of Justice at the time? Yeah, John Carlin. So, John Carlin, the Department of Justice National Security Division, friends with Lisa Monaco, now investigating the Trump administration again for the 52nd thousandth time. John Carlin was uh, asked a few questions. Hey, you're running the National Security Division, you're in charge of the FBI. What the hell's going on with all these contractors working for the FBI looking into the NSA database to spy on people? Well, Carlin had to file a certification that no, no, we're not spying on people. So in September of 2016, after he found out about Mike Rogers looking into their activity over there, he filed that certification, John Carlin. After filing that certification, he announced his resignation the next day. So just to be clear, Mike Rogers, the head of the NSA under the Obama administration, says, I think you guys are spying using this NSA database, our database. I demand answers. Everybody at the National Security Division panics. John Carlin's heading it. He has to file a response and a certification in writing. He doesn't. He resigns the next day. You would think Mike Rogers would be celebrated, right, for saying, hey, are we abusing the NSA database to spy? Well, what happened to Mike Rogers? Well, the Obama Swamp Rats, as you can see from the Washington Post 2016 article by Alan Nakashima, wanted him out. Pentagon and intelligence community chiefs have urged Obama to remove the head of the NSA. Who was appointed back into the Biden administration Department of Justice in January this year? John Carlin. The same guy who Lisa Monaco and him play a little rope-a-dope with jobs. All inside the government, the same Lisa Monaco running the investigation now into the Trump administration's effort to root out illegal leaking by subpoenaing members of Congress's phone records. The same subpoenas that were issued for a Republican member that the Democrats didn't give a damn about. Ladies and gentlemen, these people all know each other. They protect their own. They are not protecting you. They do not raise their right hand to swear oath to a constitution. They raise their right hand to swear oath to the Democrat Party. The justice system is falling apart. These people all know each other. It is an oligarchy we were looking at now. It is not a Department of Justice anymore. The reason they keep hiring Susan Hennessy, John Carlin, Lisa Monaco, Bob Mueller, all of these people... They have been swamp rats forever, and they protect their own. That is the Democrats. The reason Garland's allowed to do this, keep people in jail for January 6th forever, no bail, let Antifa run free, target states for trying to protect their vote, the reason they're allowed to celebrate targeting Republican members of Congress's phone records while investigating Democrats when the same thing happens is because the same swamp rodents are there. Over and over and over again, and they don't care what you think because they know no matter what they do, spy on a president, let BLM uh, terrorists burn down a city, no matter what they do, they know they will get their jobs back. Lisa Monaco, John Carlin, back in the government right now, Susan Hennessy, all of them, no embarrassment whatsoever. None. All right, moving on. I do have a lot of other stuff to get to today, including this local Fox reporter. Oh, my gosh. Do you see this? This is crazy. The craziest video. I'll get to that in a second. Crazy video. I've never seen anything like this before in my life. I've been in the media business a long time. I have never seen anything like this before. Before we get to that, quick, an Axios story because it's an important one. You know, I gave a speech last night again at the Great Club 45 down in Palm Beach. They're terrific. They can turn them out like no one else. And that's important, folks, because we got to make our beds. I've talked about it often. It's from the Jordan Peterson book, 12 Rules for Life. You want to change the world? We got to make our beds first. I'm sorry. Local activism should be, that should, primacy, local activism first. All the other stuff is important. Voting in presidential elections, donating, volunteering, running if you want to. Do your thing. But at the top tier of your tip of the spear responsibility should be local activism first. It's where your vote matters more. The numbers are smaller. It's simple math. And your voice matters more because politicians and others are afraid of your vote. I don't mean afraid of you in like a liberal vibe. That's a liberal thing. I mean afraid of your vote and that your vote means more. You can impact local politics more. Parents have had enough of this critical racism training. I made it the focus of my speech last night. They've had enough everybody's making their bed locally. They're showing up at school board meetings. They're getting rid of these school boards. They're tossing them all out. We are not going to teach our kids to be racist. We refuse. But there are some, some, emphasize some teachers out there who've decided they want to teach racism in the classroom. Axios story. Teachers across the U.S. protest laws restricting racism lessons. Let me rewrite that title. Teachers across the U.S. protesting, stating they want to teach racism in the classroom. That's the real title. Now, you know how we have big tech, big pharma, the left loves the big stuff. Well, there's big education, too. And their business pairing with leftist grifters and the grievous industry, they figured out there's a lot of money to be made teaching American kids how to be racist through critical racism training, which it is. Critical race theory is teaching kids how to be racist. There's no it's not open for debate. I'm not debating you. Teaching kids who are white or black that you are oppressed or an oppressor based solely on the color of your skin is racist. Thank you. Have a nice day. Beat it. I'm not debating you. There's no debate about this. That is the definition of racism. If you teach critical race theory, you are a racist, not a soft one, a hardcore bigot and racist. You are you. Yes, I'm pointing at you. You teach critical race theory, you are a racist. Read it, listen to it, and weep because it's true. Well, the big ed industry, who makes money off critical race theory in books and all those other associated activism courses they get paid for, they don't like this, that American parents have had enough of uh, their kids being taught how to be racist. So they're protesting because they want to be sure they teach kids how to be racist. Here, from Axios, there were demonstrations in 22 cities for a day of action. Pfft, whatever to raise awareness about moves to limit students' exposure to critical race theory, which links racial discrimination to the nation's foundation and legal system. Organizers of the Zinn Education Project, ha! talk about that, it's hilarious, say they want to send a message that they won't lie to students about past and present racism in the U.S. No, uh, nobody's asking you to do that. You're teaching kids how to be racist now. They want a day of action? We'll do a year of action. You think we're going to stop? Listen, I'm telling you to the teachers out there, God bless you, and I mean it. We don't do virtue signaling on this. My life was changed because of really terrific teachers. Really good. I was privileged to have really, really good teachers. They were awesome. In both public, private institutions all over. They were really great. Teachers can change your life. But if you're out there, hustling our kids, teaching them their skin color is dispositive in determining if they've oppressed people, if they're oppressors, if they've been oppressed. You're a racist. And as I said before, you're a hardcore one. You're disgraceful, and you have no business in front of our kids. I am very sorry to tell you that. But you need to go and consider a new line of work. All right, I want to get to this video in a second. Let me get to my last sponsor, because this is a... (laughs) Did you see this video, this local Fox News reporter? Gee, hey, did you guys see this yet? Okay, nobody's seen this. This is good. Joe, you saw Well, you saw it. You cut it. This is like, yeah. what? Did that just happened on TV? Hey, our last sponsor, Joe's favorite. Always appreciate your patience. They're really great. Rock Auto. Listen, chain right. stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everyone. They're reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible. They don't change prices based on what the market will bear, you know, like airlines do rockauto.com's for everyone. It doesn't require membership or account login. It's Joe's favorite. Joe's favorite. He told me when he brought it to my boy, He's like, I love those guys. rockauto.com's yeah. a family-earned business, serving auto parts customers for 20 years, over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com, shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything, whether it's for your classic or daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil. You got it. They got it right there. rockauto.com's catalog, super easy to navigate, right? Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, and prices you prefer. The prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and same for the pros and do-it-yourselfers. Don't spend off the twi- Why would you spend twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com. See all the parts available today for your car or truck. Just do me one favor. They have a how did you hear about us box. Just write Bongino, my last name in there, so they know we sent you. It has an amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com, rockauto.com. Check them out. Okay, this uh, video here. Uh, I'm just gonna go right because I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this. In my life. Just quick background: it is a local Fox affiliate. They're doing like a weather report or something. I don't even know what it is, but it's a live shot. I mean, it's on the air, obviously live. And the reporter just goes off. I've now, <laughs> just check this out. I'll talk about it on the way back.
2: Fox 26 reporter Ivory Hecker is live in Montgomery County to take a look at that aspect. Thanks, guys. That's right. Before we get to that story, I want to let you, the viewers, know that Fox Corp has been muzzling me to keep certain information from you, the viewers. And from what I'm gathering, I am not the only reporter being subjected to this. I am going to be releasing some recordings about what goes on behind the scenes at Fox because it applies to you, the viewers. I found a nonprofit journalism group called Project Veritas. It's going to help put that out tomorrow so tune into them but as for this heat wave
0: across texas you can see what it's doing to ac units i don't even the the funniest part about that segment is she does the weather afterwards she's like hey by the way there's a big heat wave out here going on and let me show you this ac (laughs) these people in the right joe these people in the in the the control room there must have been like wait what what just happened? Like, is that a joke? Like, is, I mean, I can't even imagine what. <laughs> we'll see what comes of that in the coming days. But, uh, I guess get... <laughs> she got the weather report afterwards. <laughs> right? I know. It's like the most insane thing I've ever said. Let me get to the weather. We've got some showers and drizzle coming down. AC units struggling everywhere. As the heat goes up, we may hit a record 122 today. Uh, we might have snow sometimes in, in the winter coming up in the next few decades, maybe. Possibility for hail sometime in the future. Rock-sized boulders. Who knows? We'll see. She just goes on the <laughs> report like nothing happens. Uh, again, I'll follow the story. I'll keep you updated. I, honest to God, folks, I have no information other than what I saw yesterday with all of you um, on social media. You'll see it in my newsletter today. Read the story, uh, check it out. Hey, um, I've said often, moving on, on a serious note, <laughs> it's tough. These segues are like impossible these days because how do you play something like that and go to any other story? Any, but we have to move on. Politics is downstream of culture. It was kind of another focus of my speech last night. Andrew Breitbart said it a long time ago, and it's important we keep this in mind. You know, we should never deify people in the, you know, in the cultural movement. I hate that the left does that. They put these Hollywood actors and, you know, singers and stage performers, or whatever, they put them on a pedestal as if these people have some, you know, special analytical intellectual abilities you don't have. Like we really want to hear like Chrissy Teigen comment on an election. Why would I want her? I don't understand. Like, why would I want her opinion, Right. We should never do that. So I want to be clear. What I'm doing here is I'm not, you know, deifying or celebrating these people and be like, oh, my gosh, we should listen to everything they say all the time. Like we play Bill Maher sometimes. But it is important that we recognize, as Andrew Breitbart had said, that politics is downstream of culture. And if we don't change the culture first and the dangerous cancer is eating away of our culture right now by things like critical racism theory, identity politics and otherwise, the politics, ladies and gentlemen, won't matter. They'll be irrelevant. Whether you win an election or lose an election, you'll have losers that have been eaten alive by the culture wars. It won't matter. Change the culture, the politics will follow. I can't emphasize enough. It was tremendous, tremendous advice. I say that because some of the people we need in the culture war to break through that wall we seem to have, the GOP, our inability to crack through onto the other side, We're going to need advocates and people to do it, to chip away at that wall slowly. And the best people to do it are people who already have, let's call it street cred with the left. One of them is Jon Stewart. We don't have to celebrate Jon Stewart. Jon Stewart's done some nice things for police officers, and I acknowledge that. But Jon Stewart has largely been an enemy of conservative ideas for a long time. That doesn't mean when we see things like this, we shouldn't say, hey, this is an important moment. Folks, listen, for as, more, for, as, for as much as I love my show, my radio show, and my Fox show, I have to be candid with you because I'm not here to BS you. We are in some ways preaching to the choir. There's nothing wrong with that. It's good to keep our activists informed and motivated. But we're an activist base. That's largely where me, Ben Shapiro, and others talk. People like Joe Rogan and Jon Stewart don't do that. They talk to people on both sides of the aisle. We need people like this. Here's what happened. Watch this clip. This is Jon Stewart on Stephen Colbert last night. It's, it's a long clip, but this is worth your time. It's over a minute, which we don't like doing. But about the Wuhan lab leak. And watch lefty Stephen Colbert. He you can clearly at the end he doesn't know what to do because he's lost control of the segment. Check this out.
2: what do you what what
0: what, what do you mean? that? do you mean like well, so perhaps a, this, there's perhaps there's a chance that this was created in a lab there's an investigation. A chance? Bulb. So, oh I, if my god. There is evidence I'd love to hear. It. I there's don't
2: know. a n- novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. <laughs> that's just that's just a little too weird. Don't you think? And then they I, ask I, those scientists, they're like, how did this so wait a minute? You work at the Wuhan respiratory coronavirus lab how did this happen and they're like mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle <laughs> and you're like no i you you the well, name of your lab wait. if you look at the name <laughs> look at the name can i let me see your business card show me your business card oh i work at the coronavirus lab in- <laughs>
0: i'm always on my phone messing around Thank you, by the way. I just got the ratings that just came over on the show. I'm not messing with you. Thank you. Another spectacular week for the Fox show. I really, that just came over right now. You guys and ladies are awesome. <laughs> really, number one in the demo. Thank you so much. You're really spectacular. Thank you so much. We need that, though. That's important. We need people like Jon Stewart to crack through that wall. That's not, again, we don't have to deify the guy, make a golden kev. Arr- start like chanting when we see him. But it's going to take ambassadors like that who can crack across the aisle using comedy to do it, who aren't painted with a heavily partisan brush. Yeah, he's a partisan. To get to the other side, at studio audience, like my gosh, maybe this cultural guy, John Stewart, not necessarily not necessarily a political figure, maybe he's onto something. That's how it happens. What we're doing is not for it, it's it's not all for naught, folks. It matters. We did this. We finally cracked through this wall on this lab League thing, where now it's making its way into mainstream culture, and people are being red pilled everywhere. Here's another story I think you should read too. Daily Wire being the newsletter today. I don't know this, this guy, uh, Niam Darachi. I don't. I don't. I don't know. But that, just because I don't know doesn't mean anything. I mean I don't. You know I'm not a YouTube guy. But teen influencer with 26 million followers tell, tells fans he's pro life. Abortion is, quote, killing someone. Check this story out. This guy, um, Naim Darachi, in a series of videos responding to questions from his followers, Darachi, 19, who's a musician and an author of a book, gave his opinions and thoughts on abortion. He said he knew what he had to say about the controversial topic would cause a stir, but he decided to say it anyway. An abortion is interrupting a life, Darachi said on video, addressing his 26 million followers. When a woman is pregnant, if she doesn't take anything... If she doesn't abort, the natural cycle is going to make a life emerge. Don't sell that short. Culture war. Politics is all downstream. It's important. Listen, folks, I'm um, concerned here. Concerned about a lot of things, given the beginning of the show, which as you can tell from today's show, has really upset me because I've been tied to this Spygate thing for so long. And the fact that the people who did it are back causing more chaos and there's just no penalties for them whatsoever is bothering me. But I told you today would be a concerning show. And, and you know, I, I don't really have a lot of good news for you today. But we need to be educated and aware because we will turn the tide in the future. And I'm very concerned right now that a perfect economic storm, a perfect economic storm is brewing right now. What does a solid, strong economy need? What are the basic needs? I don't we don't need any detailed macroeconomic analysis. I mean at a fundamental level, what does a strong, prosperous economy need? You need supply of products, right? Medicine, food, water, housing, vehicles, services, legal services, transportation, planes, trains, automobiles, right? Products. List products and services. List goes on and on, right? So number one, we have needs, products and services. Number two, what do we need? So we have we need supply of stuff. We need demand of stuff. Needs to be strong demand. Doesn't do you a lot of good to have a bunch of planes sitting around, as we found out during the pandemic, if there's no demand because no one's flying. Planes, nobody on them, don't make any money. You need supply, you need demand. There are some liberals listening, I got to go slow. But what do we need, number three? We need stable money. Because if you don't have stable money, the supply can't meet the demand. Because if you're buying an air ticket, airline ticket one day that's $200, and the next day it's $2,000, people start to wonder, like, didn't I just buy the same seat yesterday? Why am I spending $2,000 now? The quickest way to collapse an economy is to destroy its money. Folks, all of that's happening now. Supply's being disrupted. Demand is at peaking at the exact time supply's being disrupted. And our money's falling apart. I am very worried we are walking into a financial apocalypse right ahead of us. I don't want to be one of these economic doomsdayers that predicted 20 of the last two recessions. But the signs are right in front of us right now. I always bring the receipts. Here we go. Number one on the supply side. Another Axios piece today. Why America's post-vaccine summer is off to a slow start. From the piece. Remember, we can't have an economy without supplying stuff. We need stuff. Quote, the big picture. Labor shortages, scrambled supply chains, and simple logistics are all making it harder for a whole range of businesses to meet post-pandemic demand. That's making the hot vac summer a little harder to pull off. Folks, some geniuses thought it would be a good idea to lock the world down. We don't have chips for cars. We're having, uh, there are places that are running out of their food supplies. There are places that are running out of basic, basic items because we haven't had the ability to keep our supply chains in a just in time inventory process stocked up. You can't have a flourishing economy without stuff to sell. Even worse, how's the economy going to flourish when we can't find workers to work in the economy because we're paying them to stay home? Supply being disrupted. Number two, demand. Well, what's the demand problem, folks? CNBC, Maggie Fitzgerald, from May 29th. U.S. savings rate hits records 33% as coronavirus causes Americans to stockpile cash and curb spending. Folks, just at the exact same time. You want to see a perfect storm right here? The exact same time. We have shortages of basic items. Cars, housing inventory at an all-time low. Lumber, basic items. We have increasing demand. Americans stockpiled a whole boatload of cash, and we printed a whole boatload of cash while the economy was locked down. So now you have Americans getting out for the summer, folks who've been vaccinated, folks who've had the coronavirus and uh, don't need to be. You have them getting out there right now, getting ready to spend this unprecedented stockpile of cash. And there's nothing to buy. Perfect storm. Well, what do you need to finish off an economy? Well, you definitely need unstable money. Money whose value changes by the day, which makes it not money at all. What good is money if it's not a store of value? It's not a store of value if this, what it's stored yesterday in value isn't what it's stored tomorrow. Wall Street Journal, Gwynne Guilford. U.S. inflation is highest in 13 years as prices surge 5%. Story just came out today in the journal as well. Adjusted wages, adjusted for inflation that is, are going down. Meaning, yeah, workers are getting promotions and getting raises, but inflation is raising that, uh, decreasing the the value of your money by an even greater amount, meaning your real wages are finished. Folks, I'm telling you, there's a perfect storm brewing. We can fix it. We can stop it. But we are going to have to make some significant progress with real Republicans in the midterms. No phonies, no rhinos. If we don't get a lid on this spending right away and the paying of people to stay home and fix this supply chain disaster, we are going to be in real trouble. You'll remember the day I spoke about this. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I'm sorry for the, you know, the the dour kind of macabre nature of today's show. But uh, again, we have to diagnose the problems before we can fix them. We have to be realists. We have to tighten it up. We have to toughen up. This place is worth saving. I'm committed to that but we have to know what to save. Thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Make sure, again, set your DVR. Check out my new Fox show, Unfiltered, with Dan Bongino, 10 p.m. Saturday night. And subscribe to my Rumble channel, rumble.com Bongino. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.